Welcome everybody to a Delco Nerd Network hot take. Guys, if you haven't seen a hot take before, well, it's where a few friends get in a basement, give our thoughts, give our opinions on a TV show, a movie, or a game. Today, it's going to be a game, and that game is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. My name is Anthony Rigucci, and here to discuss with me, Nintendo's number one fan, returning guest, Chris Connor. Chris Connor here. Glad to be back. Thank you very much. How you been? Um... Technical difficulties aside from just five minutes ago, I'm 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 doing all right. Um, I was thinking before this, I'm like, before we, I, I remember like one time I was like, um, I know with with the hot takes we don't usually do like the what are you playing, what are you doing, but I'm like I I think one time I was like you know like icebreakers for guests would be fun. So I want to ask you this, uh, Chris, you've been playing death stranding how's it going yeah you have no idea how happy he is that <laughs> it's going well so far it's just a matter of trying to really get an idea of the mechanics how well you have to go through a certain situations like when those fucking bt show up just trying to figure out what you gotta do like literally last night on the discord i'm asking you guys do i keep still or do i keep moving <laughs> yeah the game's very different it's got a lot going on and i, I like i remember you know first first few sessions is pretty overwhelming to understand it's like okay like i don't know what any of these menus are or like you know how exactly everything works you know then the tips and the tricks you'll 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 get it as you go but yeah um you know when you when you start the game out it's just a matter of just play and you'll kind of pick it up as you go um and like you know maybe you don't need to always do be doing side orders but probably doing side orders will help you like just kind of learn like what's going on instead of like trying to race through the story i'm always just picking up lost cargo and thinking shit do i have to bring this back immediately because i'm always afraid it's going to disappear not all the time like unless you have a timer you don't you can like you can haul that around for a while if you want um it's the it's the timed orders which are very apparent that they're timed that obviously you have like 20 minutes maybe 45 minutes and you have to you know get right there Mm. um but yeah as you build the roads and get the vehicles and basically the further in the game you get, the easier it gets because you're at the beginning, you have nothing. So you're just walking and it feels like me playing an Assassin's Creed game. I immediately try going to get everything done before progressing into the story only to find like there's equipment I could have used, but you're, you're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Was a, did the first few cutscenes are pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen any of them, but I mean, that was cool. It was just, you can definitely feel like it's like a very like sort of depressing sort of, but also, hopeful sort of state yeah absolutely yeah that's that's a perfect way to put it anyway let's get to the reason why we're here we're talking about crisis core the recent remake master uh it's, it's like it's both. a hybrid it's like a it's both uh, yeah of the um probably like i guess i'll say it one of the best games on psp i think was crisis core like i i, I, I it's tough to say really it was mixed reception originally with that game but it definitely when it comes to say graphics especially considering how you had such a small little device they definitely achieved a lot when it came to that right and you played the original so i kind of want to toss it to you first and say you have played this this is the first time i've played through it on on playstation 5 you played it on playstation 5 as well but like i just said you played on the psp originally in Oh nine, oh eight. A while back, probably even oh seven. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I forget when it originally came out. But what did you think hopping back into the into this game? It was definitely a very, very much needed improvement when it came to certain sort of mechanics, like when it comes to certain sorts of ways in order to do combat or just simply being able to skip cutscenes. It definitely was just a big <laughs> the DMW. step forward. Yeah. yeah, dude. I if if I had to watch every cutscene 
every single time, especially now that I'm in the post game and the missions. I would go nuts. I would go nuts. I feel you. Yeah, I did. Like, I remember the original. We're talking about the DMW, which is basically the slot machine sort of system that goes in through the game that if you get a match, you will get some sort of power up, some sort of health or magic point restore, or as well as the limit breaks itself. And it's just a matter of how originally back then you couldn't eat literally when you had it like a single two match and then you wait for the third match, it would pause the game entirely. And then you were forced to watch to see whether or not it'd make a match or not. Whether And sometimes in order to try and make sure you get better odds, it would show a cutscene or it would show some sort of stills from an animation, all that type of stuff. Like everything was come to a halt. And right. Then if you, Breaking the flow of the gameplay. Yeah. And if you got a match, you would immediately get the limit break. But it's like really slowed down. You'd be guarded, yes, but it definitely felt like things were stopped and slowed down like every single time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and yeah, and, you know, like you just said, that that's the improvement from the remake to the to the original. It's like, yeah, like, I, I like the DMW. I think it's a pretty cool system. It, it's a little, like, it's it's almost too RNG. Like, sometimes it's like, fuck, dude, if I have invincibility, I could kill this boss. Like, I it's, it's like, just the 10 seconds I need to really, like, lay into this guy mm-hmm. with, like, assault twister or whatever into his back and, like, I especially have noticed that as I'm in the in the post game and the missions and the harder stuff, and I'm like, I got invincibility and it won it won me that fight, like and it was RNG based. I didn't do anything. I didn't prep differently, um, which I guess has its pros and its cons, right? But um, getting back to, I mean, not getting back to, but talking about the story of it, what what did you think going through the second time around? Again, like you've you played this game. I, I mean, I, I know this game beforehand, so it's not like I was, like, fresh new off the story. I know, you know, the Crisis Core story, but um, what else about the original to the remake were you, like, jazzed up about or not as excited about? Well, let me just say for the record that the original here was pretty much the first time me getting into actual Final Fantasy VII as all the different Final Fantasies there have been. This is probably the most fleshed out, the most sequels. I mean, probably the, yes. probably the closest thing we have I had before that was watching Crisis Core or Crisis Core, Advent Children at your place. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I mean, Crisis Core, Dirge of Sabres, Advent Children were all part of before Crisis, the original. All that. I'm trying to think of the name for it. There was a name like the compilation of Final thank Fantasy you. VII. Yeah, yeah, it was all part of this. Like, yeah, we're like we're not just gonna go to the next game. Like, we're gonna kind of flesh FF7 out a little bit. Um, and I think besides before Crisis, like all, all I think you know, all the installations and mediums they went to were pretty successful. I, I I know Advent Children. I really like Advent Children. Obviously, a lot of people like Crisis Core. That's why I got a remake. Dirge of Sabers has has its fans as well. I I played that. Um, yeah. So my take on this game, I can't decide whether I don't like it or just think it's okay it's tough there's a lot you can there's a lot you can like there's a lot you can't like i i think the structure is utterly archaic for a ps5 game and i think that leads me into question it's like why why did you decide to get it on playstation 5 and not like switch because i think it like knowing what this game is it's 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 designed as a portable game and the game is like made to play on like commutes and in car rides and in short chunks and bursts. So why did you why did you like go to PS Five because of the obvious or? I think just mostly because I had some history when it came to playing remake on there and all. Right. Just to have some right. sort of like, I could easily have gone on Switch, sure, but I decided why not just go with PS Five. And this is on everything, which is strange because 
remake is only on PS PlayStation. I mean, um, first time it's on console, and for some reason it gets put on all of them. Like you'd expect it to be like PS Five first, then jump to everything else. But I guess not. Sony has some weird exclusive deals with, or sorry, Square has some weird exclusive deals with Sony. Uh, you just look at their games. Why is uh, Octopath Traveler only on Xbox on console, and Octopath Travel t- Traveler Two is only on PlayStation? Like, what is that? They they clearly have contracts from game to game with their exclusivity and their I'm like it's it's strange because I think it like alienates players. It's like okay, like I I would I would totally play Octopath Traveler two on Xbox, but I'm forced to play it on PlayStation five, which is which is fine. But like it's it's like the OCD in me of of what you just said, where like I played remake on PlayStation five, I'm gonna play the Crisis Core remake also on PlayStation five. It's like the same thing. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I have such a I, I really have a hard time with this game because I was like finally I get to play Crisis Core for the first time. I know I know the story front to back. I, I totally understand. Maybe missing some of the details here and there, which I definitely was. And I was excited to like experience this game for the first time. And, and I you know, when we were kids, you, you know, I watched you play it or probably played it myself a little bit. And I knew it was well liked with the fans. And then I got it and I was just like, This was a missed potential. I think they really yeah. could have like totally rehauled this game they could have done a lot more than what they added like they could have made it a whole different but i think that's them just trying to focus on saying this is a remake even though we're going to have some or not remake remaster we're just going to make as much small changes as we can i can't talk today but we're just going to try and keep it as faithful from the original even though we are adding a few extra things so that sort of thing because it's literally the first time it's going to be on on console otherwise it originally was just a handheld game right the script is pretty much one to one there were no changes with that obviously we have a new voice cast and it's uh, the remake voice cast returning which i think everyone's fine besides Zach Zach really seems to be like can, very inconsistent in his quality he either is really good um, like he is in the re- in in the remake lines, the few that spoilers and the few that he has, um, you know, it's like five or or six lines or something like that, and it's just like, yeah, that sounds good. But then we get to this, and he's it's a different it's a different Zach, you know, we're in a different we go through different eras of Zach, and his like younger, more jovial version sounds weird. Yeah, especially when it comes to remake, I think that's the big reason why most people did get this remaster. Because of remake, as spoiler, right. spoiler alert, of course, there are some differences that happen in remake, and, and we're d- we're definitely going to talk about that stuff because I think one of the biggest questions going in was, are they going to make do the remake connections? Yeah. Right, like what what are they going to connect to the remake? But sorry, continue. We'll get to that. But the thing about that is just you're trying to figure out what's going on. Whether they're going to change anything different, comparing it to remakes, new ending. We can get to that some other time, but it's just a matter of that's probably what got people into it more, not just wanting to play it on the first time, but see whether or not they're going to make changes. Is it going to be some sort of connection to what's coming next? That sort of thing. Right, and then for people who didn't play the original, like, who's this Zach guy? We need to learn more about him, and he's he's definitely important, and, you know, into that I would say, like, I think if you don't play the original Final Fantasy, you are kind of like missing out on the this like extra element of the remake of like you know what has happened and you know final fantasy 7 is almost it's it's not not even like a read it's it's like a reimagining of like the seven story but with the context of the original story um so like playing it without the original probably you're like you're missing this element because like you're like you know you know what points you have to hit in midgar we you know we've done this before it was eight hours now turned into like 60 plus like you know 
but there's like you know key points that you have to hit and like once you get to the end with the, the shinra building and and sephiroth it all kind of like gets turned on its head and you're like what you know the whole time so um yeah you know going into this game it's like okay are they gonna are they gonna do that same thing and i thought they did at one point but they didn't um but how, how do you like you know this story of crisis core it is kind of I think like characters like Angel and Genesis feel like really throwaway, especially Genesis. The guy fucking quotes a poem like all the time. He hates Genesis. Just like, want to put like, that out like, there. And uh, like I had always heard that like Genesis, like he never was really like well, well liked. I mean, we... and and like I'm like yeah, I get it because he just quotes a poem. He actually says nothing about anything. I mean, it's tough to say, really, because if, like you said, if you originally played the game, you know what Shinra's about, you know exactly what sort of situation you were dealing with, but now you're a part of them, so you're not sure whether or not you want to go beside Genesis, like, rebelling against them, or if you just want to just say, this is just another another annoyance. It's literally like what happens in Seven. Like, you think Shinra's the big baddie, then Sephiroth comes along, they become a minor inconvenience. Yeah, they're just kind of there. And it's 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 funny to watch, like soldier go to shit so fucking fast and it's like it gives you a little bit of context of soldier as like a unit and the fact that like okay there aren't like a bunch of soldier first classes and we were talking um uh, like a week or so ago about like roach uh rosh rosh roach yeah the, from the seven dude, remake the on the bike from right seven the remake, new soldier yeah. character and it's like he's a he's a second class or a third class or something like that i would assume it's like second. we don't see a lot like okay like zach Genesis, Angel, and Sephiroth. They're the four first class we know about. And like in in the original, like I was like, oh, there are probably like a bunch of soldier first classes, like just palling around. And that's actually a good thing to point out too. Like one of the big things when starting the game is the whole idea. Genesis goes missing. He takes a bunch of seconds and thirds with him. That way, you don't see how much populated soldier originally is. Yeah, yeah. And then like, um, Kunzel is like one of our like you know like ancillary soldier characters who's like you know looks like every other soldier but is talking to zach a lot <laughs> throughout the game and i, I kind of like his character because it kind of like he gives you like the insight as to like what this other soldier are thinking um and then he appears in um i was happy that he was mentioned in remake like, yeah that was that. i'm like holy shit because technically Z uh, cloud should know who kunzel is mm. so i mean like i think he would you know like it seems like like you know and like he, him and Zach even like don't even have that deep of a relationship in Crisis Core. Like Zach um, inspires a lot of the soldiers, especially once he becomes first. But like, and him and Cloud have a few interactions. Um, you know, Medeo Heim is where they first meet, and where where they, they connect, and then next thing you know, they're running for their lives. Well, which one's running for their lives? Yeah, but it's not like him and Cloud have like a bunch of time. So it it is interesting to kind of see like how I'm trying to figure out how the way to word this how Cloud takes Zach's persona and makes it his own from the interactions he's had with him. I mean, it's and from what he knows. It's hard to say really because Cloud went through a lot of shit that compiled. There was destruction of Nibelheim, Mako poisoning, getting Genova cells in him, which I personally think brainwashed Sephiroth too. So who knows, like, how much of this stuff that those cells are messing with him, like, how much of Zack's powers, like, we were literally talking about in the Discord, like, all these different limits. Which you can join in the description. All these different <laughs> limit breaks. 
they they have like only one cloud has the meteor rain. Meanwhile, all the others are pretty much completely new. Even Sephiroth's Octo Slash cloud doesn't know how to use that. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, you were talking about the limits, right? It's like you know, it's not like okay. Cloud like gets Zach's abilities. Like yeah. I think the only one what's there's one, right? Yeah, the meteor, meteor strike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and everything else it's like Klim Hazard, Cross Slash, Octa Octa Slash, um like all this shit is like not from Zach. It's not from Zach. Literally Zach like when I think of him his own powers, literally just that chain slash you get occasionally. Yeah, I know I know we're jumping right like to the end a bit, but when like Zach dies and Zach kind of like fucks off for a few years i mean this has been like the, 10 15 years the, and the, uh, that's another weird thing the time jumps in this are like i can't really tell what's going on sometimes um but it's just like okay like what what happens to cloud like it, like it, there's there's like there's a gap in time where it's like this is like really important information of like okay like cloud wakes up from his mako poisoning zach dies the living legacy thing he takes the buster sword and like what happens to him right like he gets new clothes he, yeah, he he has like a more like emo boy persona but he thinks he's a first class like why does he think that like he think like he takes zach's persona somewhat like we he doesn't take his personality right but he takes who he is he takes aspects his role like he's not as happy-go-lucky like he is happy-go-lucky a little bit in the original when it comes to the beginning of the game I feel like that's talking some, about cloud. Yeah. 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 I feel I like that's agree. some stuff that Zach did, but when he finds out the truth, he immediately mellows up after he realize, I can't believe I forgot this. I'm not, he, I thought I was him. That sort of thing. Right. What do you, what do you think about Angeal? Um, cause personally, I think he's kind of, it's funny. Like he's there and then he's gone. And then we're like, Angeal, Angeal, Angeal. And then like, you never really, uh, you know, soldier honor. Like that's his character. It seems like, it's like, I, I don't know. That's why I think a remake of this game where we flesh these characters out a much more and give them more of a, a dynamic and a personality just could have done all this stuff like much more justice. I mean, that being said, you never know what they're going to try and add into the new versions of the remake. Like they could like probably the only thing that mentioned them is say, G, saying right? S cells or G cells when they're thinking how are we going to replicate the ancient that right. sort of thing. Who mm -hmm. knows how much. Angeal's biggest thing, personally, is just to show that this is the Buster Sword. This is where it originally came from. Or oh, the other big thing is that he was created the exact same way as Sephiroth, but he was different. Sephiroth, he, could, Sephiroth couldn't be with his family. He, that's what made him go crazy. Think his mother was Genova, but Angeal managed to stay with his his parents. That way, he was more or less more normal. Yeah, and and Genesis and Angeal were before Project S, so and they were failures. Obviously, you see that because they degrade. I mean, that's the um, thing. Like, Hojo and Hollander, the two professors, they they, they used it as a competition. Like, whoever, and, make, and, whoever and makes the better becomes the head of the science, you know? Right, and then there was, like, Gast, who we don't hear too much of in well, at all in this game. And is only really a side character in, in the original Seven. So I'm interested to see, like, what they do with Hollander um, and the other projects. And if, they, if Gast will be more included in... Um, in seven remake as we go into it because it's like you know we we have seen El, El, is elmira uh Aerith's mom, mom's name no i'm trying no it's A um Alandra something like yeah elmira is her adoptive mom yeah right? yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking but like Aerith's actual mom it's like we we see her in the remake um so and i mean we do in the original seven too but i'm just like it would be such a missed opportunity to not go into the soldier shit because i think it is kind of 
interesting and crucial to like what is going on. But yeah, um, it's a pretty quick game. You get through it in about 20 hours. I mean, that brings up the point that there is so much missable stuff in this game, too. I remember you hated that. Uh, really one thing I like, like going through it and I'm like, I don't usually look at a guide my first time through. Um, but like, I was like looking at achievements and like, kind of I'm like, there's so much missable stuff. And like, I don't really want to replay the whole fucking game, even though I, I had to replay parts of it. But luckily it's very quick enough that you can like skip all the cutscenes and blitz through in like an hour. Um, and with the new game plus, especially if you do go through that, you try to go through maybe normal, like you went hard and then went, I'm guessing you went down to normal. normal. Yeah. To I, mean, blitz I, through. I did the yeah. opposite. I did normal, then did hard. Then you could probably go much. Yeah. Quicker. Hard mode should definitely be an unlockable i don't think it it, it it hard mode is just like i i don't think the difficulty is well optimized one because it's just like oh you're fighting you're fighting and then i like i would just hit like a roadblock of difficulty i'm like why am i getting one shot in all of a sudden and I, even in the even in the post game i'm still getting fucking one shotted by by people and it's just like i mean let me bring that up now the fact that some of the stuff is more guaranteed when it comes to say equipment like i remember it's so stupid that you have to have some sort of equipment to in order to break the mold when it comes to the max limit like whether it be your your health your ap your yeah. how much you can hit it's all quadruple nines nine 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 but then if you get some sort of equipment like say the genji armor or something then you can immediately make it to five nines instead of four so that's just really cheap how that you have to have some sort of equipment in order to really just have some sort of like some sort of new damage cap. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, the, the system sees easily gained, but like if you don't know how to gain the system, you're just bad. Like even materia fusion, like you kind of have to abuse it to be good. I literally had to do that in order to just max out my stats just for that. Right. Just for the secret boss. Right. Like I'm like, I have to break HP cap on my health and I have to fucking boost my one of my materials to be like plus 200 percent health like i just have to because like there's really i can't stay at 99 health everything hits me above that like and and like wall or like barrier and wall and and barrier they don't fucking work they don't do anything and the, even the equipment it's like okay like plus 60 vitality like it doesn't do shit like it, it, it's all like i just need to boost my health and I need to have, like, Gravaga or, like, Darkness or Quake. And I just need to fucking bash these guys in yeah, and, like, literally, fast. Literally, I just use either Costly or Magic Punch just to get through. And, and, and we're talking about the post-game and, and a little bit at the end of the game. Because I, I thought the last dungeon was stupid. Because I, I was like, dude, I, I've been doing missions all throughout this whole game. Why am I hitting this wall? And like the last dungeon was like, I was just like, I'm, I just want to finish this fucking game. And then I get to the last boss, Genesis avatar. And right. I can't fucking beat him. Yeah, I'm like, what is this? He has, the, he has 600,000 HP. Like it is drastically more beefy than the normal version. And I'm like, I think that's also another big change from the original. I'm just getting, I'm just getting annoyed. Like, I, like I'm not. This isn't difficult. This is just hard for the sake of being hard. This isn't fun. Like, like, like I have to gain the system. I did a few more missions. I really maxed out my material loadout. But I went in there and it was, it was still challenging. I, I was still like not blitzing through this fight. And then I beat it. And then I'm like, all right, now I got to grind all these missions out. I do feel like now we mention it that, like what I was saying from normal to hard. I do feel like this game. Push your mark forward a little bit. This game is more towards you trying to do it normal than hard. Like, they're not 
they're not really thinking of character of gamers that are going to go from hard to normal. Like I feel like they didn't consider that portion. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they really did, they wouldn't have made hard and like, uh, you know, able. You couldn't. You wouldn't be able to do hard in the beginning of the game. Like you couldn't seven remake. And I think you reminded me of that, and I was like. Yeah, I played FF7 on hard. I didn't have a fucking problem. And I'm like, oh, because I did on my second playthrough. And it still wasn't that difficult, like, because I kind of carried a lot over. And then New Game Plus is like, nah, like, okay, you'll carry over your materia and your level, but, like, missions? No. Yeah, it's like, like, that's literally all that doesn't get carried what's over. What's the point? What's the point of doing New Game Plus? Unless you, like, you know, besides playing it again, it's just like... I, I got like a headache thinking about it. I'm just like, this is so unintuitive. Um, this, this, this structure of this game does not come. I mean, it's 2023. Now this game came out in 2022, but um, it doesn't work in 2023 all that well. Like just per personally, like I, I enjoy the game to a degree. Same here. Like we're, we're shitting it right now, but we do still enjoy the but game. But I just find so much about it. I'm like, this could be so much better. And it was better in seven remake. They did it better. I'm, and then you go back. It's you see, you see what I'm saying? I get you. I think it's more perspective of someone who hasn't played the original like I did. Like definitely when it comes to my perspective, it definitely is much better compared to the original. I was telling you about the DMW, how it would stop everything. The whole stance thing is much better. If I didn't have that thing, I wouldn't have beaten the secret boss on hard mode. It, it was ridiculous. You're talking about when you get the buster sword, the yeah. buster sword proficiency. So like that's a mechanic that I also thought was stupid. I didn't know I had to get kills with the battle stance um to like up its proficiency and i don't even really know i know at 23 percent i get something yeah it's like different different sort of uh abilities that come with it once you get to that certain amount but i'm just like uh, you know where it was when i was at fucking genesis avatar like two because like i like i'm like it's a late game mechanic it's being introduced like i don't understand it like it sh it should have just been like kills with the buster sword and, like, Battle Stance is cool. Like, it's fine. It, like, I like Punisher Stance from Remake much better. But I was just, like, I don't know. There's, like, these extra mechanics. And even, like, with the, there's so many mini games and shit that I'm just, like, here's the tutorial on the mini game, And I'm just, like, And you me. can easily miss that, too. So. Kill me. Like, I'm, like, I don't need this fucking tutorial. And then, like, yeah, these goofy mini games. Like, it, it's such an error. Like, it. But you know what's funny? Like, comparing Birth by Sleep. To, I guess itself or a PSP title made by Square Birth by Sleep translates so much better on the console I was like you know you know when I was playing it on on the 1.5 um or maybe it was 2.5 the the HD collection for Kingdom Hearts I was like this game's great it doesn't feel like a PSP game at all but this game is really held back by its PSP roots. I do think that, personally, this game, I know it was only, like, 2007 or so, but it's definitely, like, it was an experiment. It was them trying to see what they could do with the console, and then they immediately bring it in just to go for the nostalgia factor without thinking, maybe we should add more, we should completely remake it. Not to say that it doesn't have its fair amount of remake mechanics, but it's just a matter of how are you going to put this in while trying to balance out? We want it to be similar. We want it to be new, that sort of thing. And some, and it's going to be, everyone's going to be a different audience about it. Some people that play the original say, oh, I'm cool with that. Some that didn't say, like, what are these mechanics? They're so outdated, that sort of thing. Yeah, I really, and that's why I really struggle, like, with what I said at the beginning. Like, I don't know if I like this game or not. I really don't. Because I, because, like, I guess, like, my background and my love of Final Fantasy, you know, obviously I got my 
35th anniversary Final Fantasy 7 shirt on right now. My love of Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy 7 should I should like this game. But like when it comes down to the gameplay and the mechanics, I'm like this game fucking did not age well. Um its graphics look great. Um I was really disappointed Square was lazy and didn't the, the cutscenes. The cutscenes. Yeah. What the fuck is this? This is like 480p cutscenes from the PSP, like up res to like 4K. You guys couldn't fucking just redo them or like redo them in the engine? I wouldn't mind. It literally looked like they just cut out pieces from Advent Children and spliced it in there. Right. Yeah. It, re- it really does. And it's it's jarring. It's really fucking jarring. Especially when like Sephiroth looks like his original. He doesn't look like the remake Sephiroth. And I'm just like, like this is like this is so annoying yeah i feel like sure i feel definitely like that's laziness but also like going back to thinking like what's going to happen is it's going to be exactly the same i think they were trying to trick us that sort of thing see whether or not it was going to be remake continuality or it's going to be the original yeah and and that was like we get to nibelheim right the the big moment of the game we get the the classic you know sephiroth looks at you and turns away and walks towards um, the reactor, you know, it's like the most defining moment of the game, which is, I would honestly, by the way, I think the whole ending is really oddly paced like that. That big part happens. And then there's just like the stupid sniper mini game. And then you're fucking going, mm. oh, let's go to fucking Benor village. And I'm like, there's so much between this and the end of the game. I thought Nibelheim was like, we were like, you know, two hours from the end. No, you're like four. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. yeah, like you go to Gungaga and it's just like, here's another waterfall mini game. Let's get the treasure. It's like, what the fuck is the point of this? Why is there in a trophy attachment? Ugh. But yeah, so you know when Cloud goes after Sephiroth, um, like he does in the original, and like he stabs him, and there's the spirit mist around where he gets hit. And I'm it like, was yeah. And I'm like, is that it? I'm like, is that our? Is that a remake tie-in? Like that he, the spirits were protecting him or something? Is that a tie-in? They just want to make it too graphic? And then somebody goes, no, I think that was just to hide the awkwardness of this giant blade going through Sephiroth's stomach. And I'm like, oh, Uh, oh, because like in the original, there's nothing there. It's just like this blade, (laughs) this giant, this blade that's like fucking wider than his body, like in his chest. I mean, just fucking like takes it out i mean i could imagine them trying to do an m-rated final fantasy but you never it's know it's called 16 really 16's m oh shit yeah 16 is gonna be dark I'm, I'm very excited for 16 um but yeah and i was just like i like i like wanted to believe in my head canon that i'm like this is the remake time this is what they're doing because like the, the spirits protected sephiroth and cloud from dying in that moment like this is why and then it's like no it's 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 a much stupider explanation that that they're just hiding the awkwardness of these giant blades going through these people's bodies, and they they just hid the entry wound. I was just like, oh man. I mean that that's Why? them that's them tricking us, like making us think that oh it's part of remake. No, it's the original. And I hate the new Genova look. Yeah, I, I want the alien boot about it. eyeball back. I mean, like. I hope we do see it eventually. I mean, Maybe I she'll like shed whatever form she's I mean, in, and I, I can't she'll even, be more. I can't even tell her fucking head. It looks like a look like some sort of disheveled cocoon or something. Yeah, so they like hit it in this one instead of it being like just Genova's like human female. No eye, no hair, no brain. Right. It's just like nah. It's in like a fucking like like box. I'm like oh. I'm like, are we doing this for like the sensors here? Like like dude, the head was cool. Like bring back bring that back. 
So, you know, I and I, I wasn't too butthurt about that with um with remake. I was like, okay, like Genova's like in the States. This maybe like we will see her, you know, like uh, eyeball boob alien form like later because you know we we have we fight Genova like 30 more times um and like soon i think the next time you fight her is in junon right when yeah, they're on the on ship. the boat yeah 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 so i would assume we're gonna get to junon in, in re um not reunion uh rebirth, rebirth. Yeah. thank you yeah, there's too many r names i mean i originally assumed that considering how much was put into the first one thinking that they're going to do this more than just a trilogy but i guess not like if they if they did it like say if they tried to even do like are you, are you talking it. about if Crisis Core was a trilogy no a remake oh uh, okay sorry, sorry. I, I remember thinking like are they gonna do more than just a trilogy for this like well, that would be sick but it, if they're gonna continue going on this good for them but no it's just gonna be a trilogy right yeah yeah and I mean it's it's really a question of like okay like I I think the open world is not gonna be like a one-to-one it's like i don't think we're gonna be able to walk around the open world like we were like i mean like like you like semi did in the original you just had random battles in this on the you know typical final fantasy shit but i i think they're gonna change it a little bit and i'm fine with that because you know the game does open up after midgar as we all know um but uh, you know it does seem like we're gonna start rebirth not outside of calm but in calm and cloud like i'm like the tutorial better be cloud recapping yeah, yeah you said I, I remember you saying that like that's probably it's gonna perfect. end up being it's perfect that the tutorial for this game would be like cloud is just recapping nibelheim in his perception of nibelheim no, which is not br- true that brings up the question whether genesis will appear for that or not yeah that's a, that is a good question um yeah that's a huge question i mean I, you know how they're gonna paint it um you know, because they do revisit Nibelheim a lot in the original. Like, they, they do, like, it's like, okay, he first tells it, and then we do the Zack version of it, and then, you know, we do it in the dream thing. Um, Confront everyone that they're not the original people, that sort of thing. Yeah, like, they have a, they have a cool opportunity to do something cool, but, like, it. and the, the question is, like, how they're going to handle Zack. Because I feel like they have to give Zack a bigger role in in Rebirth and what comes after. That's that's just the big question as a whole, especially with Aerith thinking like we think that Aerith has some sort of knowledge of the original timeline. That's what everyone's saying. So yeah, and and, and my kind of thing with it too is, um, <laughs> like playing Crisis Core. Shouldn't Sung know who Cloud is? I was thinking that too. Like he should know who this guy is. He should know what that. He should know that sword. Right. He should be like, what? That's Zach's sword. Also, he was boys with Zach. He was like, wanted to Zach. We'll get him out of here. Well, like you know, we we can't we can't have you here. But like we won't kill you. And like Cisne is also another one. It's like, are we gonna see Cisne? Because we're talking the Turks, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And like. You know, are, is she going to be like an actual like Turk member? Because I mean, the only other female that we Elena, interact with yeah. is is Elena, um, and she's not until later, so she'll definitely come. I mean, like back to the whole thing when it comes to remake. Like we were talking about whether or not they're going to remake Dridge or not. Is, is that the Dur- word to say? Dirge? Dirge. Yeah. I'm just afraid they're going to try and give me the Dirge remake. <laughs> I am afraid that they're going to try and do something with Before Crisis for that as well with Cisne. Like what do you mean? Like try and, do a, try and do a remake or something like that, like some sort of new before Crisis game. Cisne oh, was the oh, character. Oh, 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 they're gonna remake Before Crisis. I don't know about that. They would, they would really have to remake that game. They can't just port it over. It's like a fucking phone game, and it's like you know, 
gross. <laughs> but anyway, back to Crisis Core. Since you mentioned the maps, it's one thing. Also, another thing that really turned me off is the fact that the like, repeat maps, repeat maps oh. for all the missions. Oh my god, it's the caves or it's the desert, the cave, or the farm, the, the the Shinra building. Like it's. It's like, holy shit. Literally, they just put some fences around and say, oh, you can't go this way. Take this path instead. It, it, like, it's just like, like maybe that was cool back in the day or fine, passable. I mean, I think... But today? No. I mean, I think of the original and back when we didn't know we... Well, obviously, I don't think anyone knew we were going to get a remake of 7. Like, uh, you know, remember whenever the end of... I mean, the end of this game, you know, we, you know, it's the it's the bombing mission. You know, we're, we're getting Zack or Cloud telling us soldier no 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 i mean like but like when we first saw this like in development oh right we did not think yeah yeah like true. to us but everyone was like fuck seven's gonna be remade i mean to us this was pretty much oh my god this is what seven's supposed to look like in hd that sort of thing like this is what a seven remake's probably gonna look like but now it's definitely times have changed yeah the maps maps are terrible yeah i mean i don't really like the maps in in the base like in the normal game like the you know the areas like it just again it's aged it's aged uh it, maybe it has some charm like maybe to you as somebody who's played the original but like i like i don't know i thought birth by sleep has some charm but like it's not aged charm um whereas this is just like dude i can't stand this I think it's just also the generation gap compared to the blocky polygons of the original meanwhile we have these sort of graphics like I'm pretty sure that Advent Children and Dirge were the first to go along with that. So now we have this, and we're seeing all these different locations that are presumably from the original game. That's probably what got people excited back. Yeah, then. And, and like uh, with the D with the DMW, I almost did it. I almost called it the DMV. Um, with the DMW, um, like we get these cutscenes that are like exclusive to that, and I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if we saw this like in the game? I don't know. Like, cause there's like, like there's some like interesting stuff, like like Cloud or sorry, Zach is talking to Sephiroth when he's reading, uh, you know, um, Genova Project notes. What's stuff that, like that? What's that doctor's name? Gast. It's Gast stuff, right? Yeah. When so. he's reading Gast journals and stuff, and he's learning, and he's telling him about it, and I'm like. Wouldn't this have been cool to add it to the Nibelheim part because it's fucking important? I mean, not not the RNG chance I see this cutscene. Like, I understand some of them, like with Aerith, are kind of like you know not important, or with Sung. But there is one though. Like they showed the whole cutscene in one of those flashbacks when they're talking about how Mako gets condensed and stuff around the pool. They show that in the original right. game. But yes, they showed in that. Yeah, I. In, in the not the original Crisis Core, the like original seven. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, why didn't we do that? Seems like kind of important. I feel like they were trying to do some neat tie-in, but why not just make it a full cutscene? So, yeah, it's like exclusive sort of stuff, stuff going on behind the scenes, Zach interacting with people, like personal sort of stuff. But it probably didn't have to really go that far in. They could have easily done like flashbacks of stuff, though. Saying that, they'd probably get annoyed by saying the same cutscenes we've seen in the original over and over again, so... Yeah, and the, uh, the dialogue is... It feels like it was written in 2008, which was. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like it's like... Look at look at Remake's dialogue and, like, the conversations the characters have. It's fucking great, because it was written, like, a year ago. It's, it, like, where's this dialogue? It's, like, it, it feels like stilted Square Enix dialogue. Like, it, like, it just... Like, the way... Like, it feels like this aged square game like it really does and i'm like what they could have maybe like just rewritten some of these lines it could have sound better um we haven't talked about Aerith much i don't really have much to say about her 
other than like maybe the same thing with Song. It's like, why doesn't she like really tell Cloud about Zach? I mean, she so, like really holds it back. I'm like, he, you know, like. I mean, you can say the same about Tifa, but she has her reasons. So her reasons pretty much thinking, is this actually right? Cloud? But she doesn't know Cloud is at Nibelheim. So it makes True. sense yeah. why she doesn't bring it up because, like, why would she? And it doesn't even seem like Cloud knows I mean, at that point that, like, Nibelheim. Well, no, he was. No, he knows the destruction of Nibelheim. He saw. So this is what's going to be interesting. In the remake, Tifa's at Nibelheim. What like, I'm, I'm trying. I I don't think she can test it. She didn't say anything. Like she immediately knew that. Th- this, like she was there. <laughs> I mean, like as he I wasn't there. As he was telling the original, she must have known. Like, wait, this is what Zach. This was Zach was happening right there. I don't understand, but you don't know. Like trauma, all that sort of shit. You you don't know what's going through their heads. I don't think it's like a great excuse for characters just deciding not to talk about it. So it'll be interested to see in remake how they address that, um, because now that Crisis Core is out, the fan base knows. I mean, especially and they knew before, but like they just put the game out. It's like, oh, Tifa was at Nibelheim. I mean, especially now because even in remake, when like say Aerith tries to say Zach's name, he pretty much cuts it out in his head. Like if they even try and mention Zach, who knows what'll happen? Like right, and it's like okay, like well, is Zach alive in another timeline? Like what's going on with that too? It's, it, when, the, whenever they get to Gungaga, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I mean that's pretty late in the game, right? Yeah, like. Half of the when first you're, half. When you're looking for the huge materia? No, no, no. Like, Gungaga, you run into it the first time. Like, you immediately get off the train, make your way to Cosmo. Train. Boat. You can hit it there? Oh, yeah. Maybe I didn't go there. It's a, I mean, Seven Original is a goofy game once you get out of Midgar. It's pretty, you don't need to follow any sort of path. So, I guess that makes sense. Um, Another thing also, too, was I wasn't expecting, like, everyone to have voice acting in this remake. Like, Yuffie, I wasn't expecting that. Like, And I, I think that's pretty good. Like, we had no unvoiced dialogue, which, okay, I'll give them that. They did it. They did it there. Um, and yeah, because that would have been jarring, especially with the, some of these, like, some of the missions and stuff. And, it's, and it was interesting to see, like, missions kind of get more attention than others. It's like some are just like, here's some text, go fucking fight. Or, like... The Yuffie stuff, there's a little bit more there. Or the one with, like, the soldier dude, or not the soldier dude, the security guard dude trying to compete with soldier, mm-hmm. and, like, there's a, there's a little bit more there, but the, most of them don't have that. And, I like, I'm not even going to say it's good exposition or, or dialogue or whatever. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, I, we were talking about the, the cutscenes. The summoning cutscenes still really hold up. I don't know why. Those are so much better now. Those look still good. Why did the other ones not look as good, right? Yeah, like the render. I, I didn't understand it. I was like, why do these look so shit? And why does, like, Bahamut look fucking incredible in Ifrit? Like, they look great. I mean, like, even with their in-game models, they even look better. Honestly, just trying to match with that. <laughs> it's so goofy. I mean, another thing also, too, you remember you were talking about the music. That was not the best either. Like, it's really a lot of recycled tracks on the same exact thing. Oh, right, yeah, a lot of recycled music. Did they rearranged uh, some of the music? I know it's not, like, the original. I'm pretty sure the opening number as you're about to boot up the game is different. Like, it feels like a lot more downtone, not as more upbeat. 
but I'm not sure about all of it. Like the version of One Winged Angel that was on there, I'm pretty sure that's pretty similar. Well, but then again, they could always just be repeating yeah, literally like, the same dialogue from, or not dialogue, new <clears throat> sound effects from that exact copy from the original game. Yeah, like I, I, I like the music, but I don't think like any of the dirt or them, any of the um, Crisis Core unique tracks like stand out to me. I mean, personally, they're repetitive. I mean, my personal favorite is probably what some people may consider to be Zach's theme, like the Price of Freedom. Like you hear that a couple times in the game, you hear uh, that the Zach's Price of Freedom is steep. You hear that at Zach's end. You hear it all like these, like all this different sort of stuff. I feel like that's like one of the big soundtracks, honestly, when it comes to that. Hmm. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think, anything else that we want to bring up before we kind of close it out? I'm trying to think. I think we kind of we kind of hit a lot. We hit um, a lot. We kind of talked more about remake, but we definitely have a lot to talk about when it came to Crisis Core. I mean, it, and it's important to talk about remake because this is this is the context in which the game is coming out. In. I mean, personally, from my perspective, it's definitely better than the original when it comes to mechanics wise. There's a lot more that was done with it, like not not continu- continuously stopping whenever you hit a, hit a match. You're mm-hmm. able to see how much stats you get, like. You're not immediately stopped whenever you get a material to level up, which is stupid, by the way. Just having to get two matches in order to get in the right slot. Like, two sixes. The one in the sixth slot then gets leveled up. Five slot. The one that, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's also hard to tell whether or not the whole level up, like, general was actually helping at all. I can't really No, tell. it didn't. It, like, again, like, the, uh, the RNG system of the DMW just seemed... I mean, it's literally like it really didn't matter what level I was. And like you were saying, it's like it doesn't seem like getting 10 levels up is going to actually help you. do anything. And it was completely like chance too. literally, if you get triple sevens on the DMW, then you level up. That's just how ha- it was just random. I love that this game is, is accessible. It's playable everywhere now. It's not locked to PSP anymore, which is great. But I think this is a miss. I think Square missed an opportunity to do a little bit more with this game and give it the remake treatment i don't know um i i I, it's great that we got this it's cool that i got to play this game finally again it's cool that i can play it pretty much anywhere besides pc um but i needed them to go a little farther and square like loves shortchanging shit square's been making a lot of they've been they've been having fucking great moments and they've been having some Weird fucking moments. Remake is a great moment. The NFT thing is not. Like, the Pixel Remaster thing. We're Like, why wasn't it just on console at, on the get-go? Which which one are you playing first, by the way? I'm going to play one through... I'm going to go... Oh, you're going to go through order. Okay. Yeah. Well, why? Were you not going to do that? I was thinking maybe six, considering how much people love it, but I might do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm And 16 is next, and it looks like 16 is going to be great! We have no reason to doubt that game. All the trailers are fucking incredible. And they, I feel like they've learned a lot from 7 Remake and 15 and even Kingdom Hearts 3. I feel like Square is coming off of like a lot. The the highs are high, but like the mids of Square are low. I mean, this is literally <laughs> the culmination of everything that they've already done. Like everything that was on that plate, everything from KH3 to 15, all that stuff that we waited years for. It's the culmination, all of it they've learned from those, and now it's being put into a whole new slate. Yeah, we're finally getting a new game that wasn't announced like 17 years ago. And that's great, because like Kingdom Hearts 3 and and 15 were on our docket for like 13, 14 years. Right, like we knew they were coming, and like especially with with 15, you know, when it was versus 13 and, you know, and stuff like that. 
but yeah i mean it's great that square enix is like triple a like games are doing great but i i need their middle titles to also be fucking stellar as well i need the pixel remasters to not just release on pc and then come to console six months later and not have physical editions and only have physical editions that were sold out immediately on the square enix store it's like what are we doing uh, that's they're just like fucking pixel games like just fucking sell the disc normally like why why are we doing nft shit what's the fucking point Give me fucking... Why is Octopath Traveler not on PlayStation? Who fucking knows? Because I certainly goddamn don't. Why isn't 2 on Xbox? What, like, like, I'm cool with the like triangle strategy being exclusive for a little bit. Then coming to consoles? Fine. Fine. I'll wait. I'll fucking be here. But like, I just don't understand it. It's hard to say. They got like, so, it's like they... It, it, they have a ton they like to try and do just on this simple one. Like, live alive. I mean, to get into that yeah. eventually. Why is it a Switch exclusive? It was a PlayStation game. Yeah. Like, it, like it, it doesn't make sense. I want to play Live Alive. It looks awesome. I love Octopath's, like, renaissance with the 2D, 3D hybrid thing. It's awesome. But anyway, I think that's it. I think I, I think it. I think we're good. Yeah, I, I think I've said enough. <laughs> Thank you guys for that watching. was just therapy. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching live on twitch.tv slash Delco Nerd Network. You can find us everywhere podcasts are found. If you search Delco Nerd Network, make sure to give us, um, make sure to follow on all the podcast services. Make us uh, make sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars over on Spotify. You can also find this on YouTube.com slash delco nerd network don't forget to engage with the podcast leave a comment a like and make sure if you're not subscribed already over there to do that follow us on on our social media uh facebook.com slash delco nerd network at delco nerds on twitter instagram and tiktok also try and join us on any sort of our sites we have we have discord we are talking about a ton of different stuff always yeah. always looking to hear different opinions all this information can be found over on our website telconerdnetwork.com guys for chris i've been gooch thanks for watching and we'll see you next time thank you sir